Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulholland. And I'm Jeff Shuck. We're the co-leaders of Plenty. Thanks for joining our podcast, Plenty for Everyone. Each episode, we talk with conscious leaders like you to explore abundance in work and life, fulfillment in head and heart, and ways we can all work together to make this world a better place. Hello, everybody. It's so nice to be able to hit record. This is Jennifer Mulholland, and I'm joined with my partner, Jeff Shuck. We're so grateful to be back in dialogue with you all. We were just uh, commenting, or actually Jeff was just giving me shit that he is actually tanner than me for the first That's time true. in a long time. It's never. I don't think it's ever happened. But if you're watching this on YouTube, on video, I've got a nice summer glow, having just come back from a little late summer vacation with my family, which was much needed. So we're recording this in early August of 2022 after taking a little bit of a summer sabbatical and we're going to tell you what we've been up to we got some cool news we're going to share but amazingly jen i we did this vacation as a family this past week because two of my kids are already back in school that was quick fall is getting here so quick my kids start this wednesday august 17th it just has gone by so fast and my son's a senior and daughter's heading into seventh grade and you have two boys in college um oh my it's gosh. just yeah. unbelievable my oldest just went back to iu my second oldest is about to go to providence in a couple of weeks we're kind of not ready my daughter's already started high school it's amazing it's amazing how quickly summer went and it's amazing also we have we have had a great summer at plenty we have done some very cool stuff we wanted to update everyone on what we've done since we've last talked to you and then talk about a really cool project that we're working on right now that we hope to engage you all in and that we hope you will all find supportive and helpful and something to pass on to friends so yeah well it's definitely been i think a summer of walking the talk and committing to closing yeah. any gap that exists with the life and lifestyle we want to create for ourselves and others in the spirit of plenty of balancing personal vacations and travel and family time coupled with really incredible client engagements growing our team and putting a lot of new thought, or I would say revisited thought, because it's not new, of how we up-level our actualization of of what we want to see in the world. So I took almost a month off of being here in Park City. I didn't take a month off of work, but was back east for a good chunk of that time at my favorite place in Maine and New Jersey, visiting family and you've had the opportunity to travel as well. And then coming back to our respective homes and places to ground and reunite in heart space where we've hosted some pretty amazing retreats and, and clients. So maybe we'll just give a quick update about what happened a couple of weeks ago, or if you want to talk about Lantern that we had over the summer, maybe we'll start there. Yeah. Well, actually I want to start with what you just teed up, which is 
I think we've shared this on the podcast before, but in three or four years ago, we made the decision around the 4th of July that we'd take a summer break and take a week off and literally close down the office. And it's just, it's just been so brilliant. It's such a brilliant decision. And you know, this 4th of July, we hosted, I know you did a lot of fun things in Maine, but my family um, outside of Chicago and Indiana hosted a whole bunch of friends and relatives. And a couple of different times I shared with people that we had the week off. And it was it's interesting because I feel like there's, it's sometimes two groups. Jen, I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, that's a brilliant decision. I need to do that too. And with my team or with my work. And then other times I share that and I, I get kind of that passive aggressive, you know, like, oh, that must be nice. Must be nice to get a week off. And I feel like it's kind of worth saying, particularly with some of the other subjects that we're going to talk to, you know, not all these decisions are easy. That took some, that took some work for us to get to a few years ago, because for us, you know, our, our revenue comes from our time and having time with clients and working with people like, like you listening to this. And so if we say we're closing down for a week, it means we're, we're not paying ourselves and we're not paying our team. We're not earning money to keep our, you know, the company open. And, um, and it means sometimes we have to work harder other times. So I think what I'm just trying to point to is sometimes these decisions, which now feel like brilliant and easy. And every year we get to the 4th of July and we say, oh, it's so awesome that we take all week off and we're so grateful for it. But, you know, those are choice points about deciding who we want to be and deciding what we want to prioritize. And they're always easy looking back at them. But, you know, when you're walking through them at the time, I think four years ago, we we took some time to slow down and really think about whether we could even do that. You know, yeah. and now it feels like it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, I would say we we still pair a team during that time. True. true, pair, true. pair ourselves. So we're for those not, we're not earning anything. Let's just but we're correct paying. that um, <laughs> possible perception of interpretation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what what feels so good about our work and commitment to walking what we share that it's not easy and it's worth it and you know, what we're really learning is that we, we just cannot give what we don't have. So when we are depleted and our kids are out for summer vacation and we can't play because we're working so hard, the balance gets off and then it creeps up on us in resentment and impatience and overwhelm and all these like different cues that we're all susceptible to. And so I think one of the things that has really helped about our free Fridays and our the vacation time that we take is that it helps us look forward to that playtime, that time to fill out, that time to travel and be with family and celebrate when a lot of other people are celebrating. And so I think it has been a real gift. And it's surprising that sometimes the more time you take off, the more productive you are when you come yeah. back. And that's... Yeah been this like incredible funnel of ideas and insights and clarities that when we do step away, we come back more efficient and clearer and productive and profitable. 
as well. It's just an interesting thing. So I don't know if we want to go down that whole rabbit hole, this podcast today, but it is something that we are really grateful for. And we encourage you to try of planning out your vacations in the next six months, taking more time off than you think you can, scheduling those things to look forward to that take you away in in a capacity to fill up in in areas that bring you joy and newness and adventure because work benefits tremendously. Yeah. And, and like our work particularly is being present for other people and and holding space for groups. And it's you can't do that if you're so strung out that you can't focus on anything. So I think I just what I wanted to point to is what you're pointing to this idea that sometimes the things that seem like they're impossible to do are the things that we almost need to do. So what we did besides take a little summer break, I think our last podcast episode was, was a couple months ago. And right before we went on a summer break, we, we had a conversation that we held with our friends in Sweden and talking to them about using nature as a tool for conscious leadership. And We've had a couple great experiences this summer of hosting groups at HeartSpace and doing that and using nature as a tool to create consciousness and presence and alignment and strategic direction. The first was our our lantern class in June, which was fantastic. It's funny the way time works. It feels like it was 17 months ago now, but that was only actually like six weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, Lantern is so special and it is one of those pinch yourself moments that we get to witness of people, you know, we've joked about it for so long of, I wish we had this like camera that could, (laughs) you know, take a picture of the before and after state of the people's aura and energy field and confidence and clarity. And because it's like night and day, the shift that happens over three days, four days, three and a half days. Um, in the company of strangers. And so it has become so enjoyable to witness what transpires inside and out of these leaders. We we had capped it at 16 and we've been having to extend that to 20 because we fortunately have a lot of interest and waiting lists now, but it is something that's so dear to our hearts is this conscious leadership development and helping people realize their worth and realize who they are and where they lean in and what they care about. And, you know, it it just doesn't get old. It doesn't. And then from there, we're just coming off a, um, an absolutely wonderful experience with a fantastic group of leaders. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard us talk about Meridian, which is our, strategic alignment service. And we work with organizations and executive teams from a variety of companies and help them get clear on their strategy and more more specifically help them put purpose into their strategy, help them care about the work that they do. And the centerpiece of Meridian, which is usually anywhere from three months to a year long engagements, but we do a four day retreat at HeartSpace and we just hosted 20 incredible people, I think still a little bit struck by the basking in the glow of the experience a little bit. Do you want to talk about who was there? And Yeah, we had the pleasure of facilitating this experience 
and engagement with Wells Enterprises, which is a family-owned largest ice cream company in the United States. And um, we had their owners and C-suite and executives and managers come to really slow down to think about what matters most now, what makes them unique and what difference they want to make in the world. They are the owners of the brands Blue Bunny and Bomb Pop and Halo Top and a hundred other private label ice creams that I'm sure you've eaten. But it was really moving to see, you know, to facilitate a really authentic, deep, caring conversation um, with such a large company that you know, really cares not just about their product, but their people. And you can see, I think part of my takeaway is just the witnessing of humanity and good humans, you know, really wanting to change, to shift, to up-level, to elevate not only the growth engine of their prop of their revenue and you know impact, if you will, but to really relook at what's working culturally and what's working for the people they employ mm -hmm. and the community they support. Because in Lamar's, Iowa, which is where their plant lives, it's, it's the largest, I believe, ice cream plant in the world, I believe. It supports a, a small community of 10,000 people in that area. And you know, the obligation and the the intention that comes out from the leaders that really want to continue that support and feel that responsibility to not only, you know, sell more delicious ice cream, but to support community like Lamar's and the people that are making a living in that town, you know, and beyond is, is really moving. And it felt so yeah. genuine and, you know, and there were meaty discussions that like any large organization or any organization, every every organization and company, even plenty, we all have our shit. We all have stuff that comes up. We all have stuff that needs to be looked at that's kind of lurking under the surface that may not be super comfortable to talk about and just really salute the bravery and the courage and the honesty to share. You know, 16 men and four women came and they all just showed up fully to help re-architect what, uh, you know, as we call it, the backbone of strategy, purpose, passion, and possibility, what that looks like for them in the future. Yeah. What are we here to do and why does it matter? And like, look, we've had some great teams come through HeartSpace. We've had some great teams come through this year. Uh, you know, I mean, Ambassador Bacchus coming in a couple months ago and I, this Wells team, was the most impressive of any team that we've hosted. And I, and we keep saying that about every team that we work with, I, you know, this to, it's a $2 billion company. They have 4,000 people. And for, for executives like that to lean in and say, let's make sure that the work is meaningful for our staff and for our, not just our salaried employees, our hourly staff, let's make sure that we're, we're walking the talk for the next 100 years. It's really, really moving. And I would add, we actually put this in our newsletter on Friday, just a little blurb of, uh, with the team and the work we did. And we got a comment back. Someone said, you know, 
wow, if you're working with ice cream right now, you're maybe out of touch with the problems of the world. And I just would say I could not disagree more with that, you know, and this is something we've talked a lot about on the podcast. We're really proud of our experience working with nonprofits and idealists and with that sector. Mm -hmm. We have to harness business for change. You know, if you're if you're waiting around thinking the government is going to change the world for the better for you, you haven't been paying attention. We need the corporate sector to stand up and not just take responsibility for problems that may have caused, but to take responsibility for the health and well-being of its people. And that, that's like why we salute Beam Centauri, why I, I loved working with Wells and hope to continue working and with Horton them. Insurance Group. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there are a lot of business people out there who are just as concerned with purpose as they are with profit and can see how the two coexist. And it's really, really meaningful yeah. to be a part of. And I think I know in the next few months or in the next couple quarters, we'll get probably Adam Baumgartner, Liam Colleen, Mike Wells, the, that team, we'll get someone from that team on to talk more about their experience. But it was really cool and inspiring. It's always inspiring to be around people who are trying to be their best selves. Yes. And it's, and it's an interesting dynamic that's different from the nonprofits we work with, which we're always in witness of is, is just this need to move faster too, to move in a way that's meaningful, but that we can get out of our own way to execute the vision and the, the change that we want to see. I think, unfortunately, we're in this massive shift that a lot of the large nonprofits are moving too slow, you know, great ideals, but there's so much bureaucracy and silos and, you know, decision-making slowdown that happens that we don't see as much in the corporate sector. And so, you know, there's just an interesting opportunity for cross-pollination and, and we we looking at like if we really want to make this world a better place, what's the leverage? What's our ability to to you know influence the change that we can have in our industry or in our sector or in our focus? And so I don't know. I think it feels a bit defensive when we get comments like that because we have seen the underbelly of companies and people like Wells Enterprises. And Beam Centauri in the spirit industry really do good and do well at the same time. Yeah. So, and we need yeah. everybody. You know, everyone has a part. Every part matters. So why criticize the people on the field to play trying to trying to make things better? And so that and we're this is kind of becoming the summer ramble cast, which we right. love the ramble cast. So our third big topic <laughs> is we yeah. are well underway on a project that we have dreamt about and wondered about and planned about and procrastinated on and <laughs> talked ourselves out of a couple times, but it started, it's really literally started. And what is that project, Jen? Tell us. We're writing our first book. It's happening. Yay. We literally are so... writing, not just planning, the writing oh my has started. We are, we're knee deep into it. So fucking psyched and proud of us, honestly. This has been a dream individually, independently for so many decades. I mean, I remember as a young child, like at 10, like putting in my thing, I want to be a writer someday, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, and too. you had the same thing, like just this yearning to, and we've, we've written, we speak, you know, it's our nature, it's our way. And yet 
once, you know, you put your mind to something, it just, it absolutely can come to fruition. The timeline is always mysterious. And I'm just so grateful we're at where we are right now. We have submitted two chapters or chapter and a half so far and well underway in making first draft complete in the next couple of weeks, but three weeks, a draft manuscript in three weeks. And so, and so we wanted you to know, we know that the people who listen to the podcast are absolutely our most loyal supporters and engaged um, community. So we wanted to let you know it's finally happening. We've been working with a wonderful set of coaches, a group called Modern Wisdom, who's taken us through this process. And we wanted to share a little bit about the process, a little bit about what the book is about what we're kind of learning so far as we go, because it's been it's been interesting. Um, and I think we're pretty open about the fact that we use coaches ourselves, even as we coach other people. We have a business coach. This, yeah. you know, it's, they are publishers. They're not coaches, but they are. Yes, they're, they're acting as our coach, but we've hired publishers to help yeah. us bring it to print. Yeah. So the book is going to be about the four lights of conscious leadership, which you've heard us talk about a lot when you hear us talk about Lantern and what this yearning is that that we have as people to be our best selves. When we get that feeling that there's more waiting for me, you know, what do I do with that feeling? And that's what we're trying to guide people through in this book. Yeah. And we've been speaking about these principles. I mean, they downloaded to us almost eight years ago or more and really kind of coming from our own leadership and learning journey. And we're still learning it, but they serve as touchstones as a guidepost, if you will, when we're trying to navigate life and it's messy and it's confusing and it has good days and shitty days. And and how do you really find your way through leading yourself and leading others in a very aware, aligned and intentional way. And that's kind of our come from, I think it's what we share. It's what we guide at Lantern, our leadership retreat, as we head into our eighth year of leading executives from around the world through a process of becoming a more conscious leader and they work and they take the pressure off. And so it's, I think for us, it feels so natural, but I think what's surprising in in how modern wisdom is guiding us to do this is that they're asking us not to refer to any other things we've written in the past. So none of the ways that we've defined certain the principles or, you know, none of our blogs, but to really share from our hearts and and get into the space where we are co-creating um, out of our heads and into our hearts, which those of you who know us know that that's our wheelhouse and what we were, you know, what we teach and preach. And it's why we built Heart Space, our retreat center. Um, but it's a, sometimes it's a lot harder to practice and catching ourselves, you know, when we're going to put pen to paper that we might feel a bit more heady. And so their approach has been so helpful that helps us, um, write fresh, like right in the moment share what occurs to us now without referencing anything that we've created before. And I find that to be scary. And yet, as we've started the process, I think we were talking this morning, Jeff, like it's surprising to us and to you that what stories are starting to come Mm -hmm. out when we can meet life and meet this moment and meet this choice point with absolute 
fresh, open intent. Yeah. Well, so there's two things that you said there that I wanted to underline that we're kind of relearning our own teaching. One is, you know, one of the subjects of the book is it something we talk about on the podcast all the time. And it's a principle from Lantern, which is you only have to see what's right in front of you. And just there, the process ultimately of writing is you can plan all you want. You can create all the outlines you want, but at a certain point, you actually have to start typing. There's no other way around it. Like it's like, and sometimes we want to like plan ourselves and we're going to keep planning for another month. And I think they've given us some nice urging of, well, actually just start writing and worry about putting it all together and making it all perfect later. So that has been super helpful to get our own advice back at us. The other thing I think we're living through is something we talk more about in Meridian and that we were just doing with the Wells Enterprises team, which is so much of the importance of planning is not the written plan, it's the alignment. It's aligning with the people on your team. And I think as we're writing, we, we have this outline that we've agreed to that we is on version 19, folks. We've done 19 drafts of our, of of our the book, outline. Of our the book outline. through line. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> us if you know us. But we're already adapting it. And the importance of the outline is less the outline and more the process of Jen and I communicating about it. It's the alignment that it creates, right? And that's just like strategy. We talk about strategy all the time. What you put in the PowerPoint is less important than did everyone have a chance to contribute to what went into the PowerPoint. So I love that that reminder. And I found that to be really, really interesting, even coming back from vacation today and talking with you about, okay, well, what are you writing about? What am I writing about? How is it going to fit together? And it's been it's been fun. So if you've never been to Lantern and you hear us talking about Lantern and you say, wow, I don't know that I could take a week off of work and go out to Park City and not sure that fits with where I'm at, then great. This book is for you because we're going to bring some of that process to you. And if you've been to Lantern and you are feeling like it was one of the best experiences of your life, which we hear from everyone who's come, and that you want to recapture some of that or be reminded that you have all of that within you, the book is for you too. So we can't wait to birth this thing over the yeah. next few weeks. Well, and then I get probably next few months. No, yeah, definitely. Next few months. I love what you talked about, about alignment. And I think this is, you know, at the core of what we care about personally and together and the core of what we do at Plenty is not only help align teams and align strategy and align culture, but align people to themselves of what really matters. Who am I? Where do I want to lean in? What's on offer for me? Where am I on and off? And you know, I think the constraints of life, like you being on vacation and, you know, me having to take the book forward when you were not like around creates really interesting choice points of how we work in the constraints that life gives you to stay aligned. Right. And I think that's, you know, what has just become so apparent is our trust with each other that not only over the last decade, but for we've known each other for 25 years or more. And the connection that not only we just inherently shared, but the commitment to stay aligned and the trust that we can dance and one can take the lead and one can follow and we can co-lead and all of that has been messy at times as we've been figuring out how Mm -hmm. to 
you know, do that in the most seamless way and can really feel that, that, that practice is coming front and center now of how we trust each other, of what gets shared and being aligned on the through line or the outline of what we want to say, and then trusting that we have each other's backs and saying it. And so it's just an interesting process that I think is surfacing a lot. And And self-admittedly, I'm actually stunned that my little girl inside literally was just going through these like procrastinating, you know, habits that was showing me like, oh yeah, I'm totally putting off starting because I was like organizing the garage for the (laughs) time, like cleaning up my closet. Like I was doing every single thing other than what I fucking had to do until I shared the story with you already, but I'll share it publicly where I was literally pulling out my, like Riley, my son's golf transporter or whatever golf caddy to sell because he doesn't use it. And as I was moving it, something from the top shelf fell and hit me on top of my head and it hurt so much. I started bawling like instant crying, just hands on top of the head. I could feel the egg forming underneath it. And (laughs) I just started losing, I was crying and kind of got myself put together. And then the next morning it dawned on me that what hit me was a lantern, like literally a camping (laughs) lantern. It wasn't kind of a lantern. It was a lantern. And so it was the, it was just what we talk about, like these signs and signals if we're paying attention sometimes are subtle, but sometimes they're so literal. They have to hit you over the head to say, get on with it. And that day I started writing and it was like the smack in the head that I needed to say, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Get out of your own way. Just begin. You know, you have everything inside of you to offer. And that's exactly the message that we share. We teach and it's humbling and it's human that we're, we're walking that teaching right along with everybody else. And yeah, I mean, I think when you get, when you get physically clubbed by the subject of your book, that is the sign. Yeah. And you cannot make it up. Mike, Mike, I think my clubbing was more metaphorical in that, um, as you, you kind of referenced earlier, we had to get to through line version 18. So outline version 18 last week when I was um, on vacation with my family and I hated that. I hated that. I totally hated it. I totally wanted to not like the outline because my little boy wanted to be part of it. And um, that was a sign like I've learned through our work when I'm that reactive to something, it's, it's totally about me and it's not about what, what else is out there. And I, I trust what you're doing. And we had spent, 17 previous versions on it right and i knew there was a 19 to come which there was and i'm sure there'll be a 20 and a 21 so that that was the that was the kind of sign for me of like yeah i don't need to be grinding about the order of the bullets it's just time to get going and so more to say we're going to be updating you as we go the idea is the draft is done in a few weeks so that'll be the end uh, or the beginning of september 2022 then there's edits and rewrites and revisions and a whole bunch of stuff. But our hope is that on winter solstice, December 21st, 2022, we have a manuscript done that we're going to announce to you again, is going to print. So 
more to say. And over the next couple of months, I think we'll be talking to people about the journey and what we've learned and how you can support it. And we're probably going to be asking you for some support because this is new to us of how we get the book out and we want to get it out to as many people as possible. Um, so thanks for listening to that part of the story. And we're excited to share the journey with you. Yeah. And hope you've had a great summer. And if you have another few weeks to enjoy, do it. Um, do what makes you light up. And we really appreciate you listening. And we hope to uh, to hear from you soon. Let us know if you like this podcast and pass it on. We'd appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks. Bye, gang. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join the conversation and learn more at plentyconsulting.com.